Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel and Eduardo, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Hey, so welcome to the Know Thyself podcast. I am Eduardo. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. Excellent, man. So long time coming, part two of Virgo. And, you know, we always do a little debriefing before we start the episode. And I like where your energy was at. You know, I only know we have so much time left in Virgo, and but so much to say and so much to continue from the first breakdown. If you didn't hear the first episode regarding Virgo, I highly recommend you go back just one episode when we break down the labor of Hercules, that was the sixth labor, and we encompass all that was um, discussed about in some of Alice Bailey's work, as well as others that, you know, sort of break down what happened in that um, sixth labor and what the meaning of it truly was. And so I know there was a lot of questions, a lot of excitement from the last episode when I was talking to you because, you know, um, it came so easy as far as the labor goes, but left with so many questions. And that's how I still feel, you know? And so I think, you know, you are the, I, I save all my questions. I have them all put together. I, I refrain from talking to anybody else about this so I can save it just for you, my friend. So we got this, you know, the basics that we've already covered. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to start off with is the sixth house, if that's okay with you. Uh, I definitely want to talk about this mutable earth energy that, you know, we haven't really taken a deep dive in, in in regards to that Christ consciousness and it's a it's opposition in Pisces. There's just so many things. So again, man, take the floor. Yeah, man. And it's 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 a very interesting, you know, unfoldment of even how these episodes have kind of come out and even the the delays that we had. And when I think about Virgo, I connect to a modern teacher that I speak of very often um, with the Mind and Magic YouTube channel. And he put it once very well that Virgo is the virgin and it will make you wait. And it's very much like this unfoldment of the episode. Like it made us wait. It was very much like the high priestess episode. There was these, does that make sense? There's like, it's not obstacles. It's just like a surrendering and you have to let it come. And it's such a different connection with the sacred feminine than we felt with the high priestess because the high priestess was more intuitive. It was more of this water kind of base. Well, this is where we're going to see the female in form through mutable earth. And the female is going to come and the, and the mother and the virgin is going to come. And it's really going to declare for our purity. And we're going to talk about the purification that kind of comes in Virgo, the filtering out, the getting down to business, Summer's over and school is back in session. And that's very much what Virgo is. It's kind of like, hey, we got to We got to get, you know, because what happens is in the fifth house with Leo, we're the cat's pajamas. We're the best thing that's since sliced bread, right? We're this fifth house Leo. But the problem is in Virgo is we look at those cat's pajamas and we feel that they're really soft and silky, but they're very thin. And we're like, winter is coming. And if these are the pajamas I'm going to wear, I'm going to die. And so it really tells us to how do we start preparing? How do we start preparing for this death that is coming in the winter? And there's this harvest, and there's this getting down to the brash taxes of life. And Virgo's really going to almost represent some, not so much like your dream job, but the jobs you just have to do. You know, like not a lot of people get like super jazzed about brushing their teeth. But you have to brush mm. your teeth. But it's not something that like people, I mean, it's great if you can get that energy, you know? And like Virgo is going to call for us. Like we always talk about Virgo is going to call for us to do rituals with that, you know? When you're brushing your teeth, at the same time, you can be brushing away all of the negative things you've ever said about yourself and spitting them down the sink and actually like discarding them from your mouth, right? Virgo can do these these things for us, which is always this this beautiful aspect, but that's what Virgo is going to represent. It's going to represent doing your taxes, like things that you just have to do. 
Um, or if you don't do your taxes too, like that's, that's cool too. But it's like those responsibilities that kind of come. It's like the grocery shopping, the laundry. Now you can get a connection to these things, but Virgo is going to represent like the earth in a little bit different of a form than Taurus did, which we already danced with. It's going to be a different form of Mercury than Gemini was, which we already danced with. Um, and so it's a really cool variation that's going to be presented. And just like the leaves change at this time of year, this mutable virgin is going to show us the changing of ourselves that's going to happen. Um, and so, yeah, Virgo, always such a, a great energy. It's going to be very much about breaking things down, simplifying things like we spoke about, discernment, and most most importantly, the power of no. The power of no comes out in Virgo. Because if you think about it, the virgin has to say no to stay a virgin. But we're going to talk even what that esoteric significance of what the virgin represents. And it's not so much a sexual thing. Um but yeah, I'm really excited. And so did you want to start? Was it the sixth house? Is that kind of where the first curiosity, is that where we should tee off this conversation this evening? Yeah, I mean, I think following the sixth labor, we, we try to have that correlation. But first of all, beautifully said, man, because there again, there's a lot that can be unfolded with an esoteric and an exoteric understanding of this astrological sign. But there's so much importance and significance, you know, even if you know, when we talk a little about it in the biblical series that we started um, back, I think, in season two, you know, we talk about what that Holy Ghost is, what that Trinity really represents, what 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 Christ consciousness is. We had a different conversation then, but that conversation really, you know, steps into the sixth house and what it really means when you're making it halfway through the wheel and why it's important to have this gestation period that you're talking about and, and not necessarily being hypocritical of everything, but sort of like having a, uh, a deeper understanding of waiting and that know that you're talking about is it, it's so important to, to unravel because you're right. You can't stay a virgin, you know, without having to put up some barriers and stand your ground, but also to kind of look at the situation and internalize and, you know, be more grounded before taking any next steps. And, you know, a lot comes from a gestation period. We've talked about that before, you know, that generating force will come if you wait and, and master the steps that uh, are needed before taking another big leap, you know, and I think that Virgo really sort of interjects in that way. And so, with the sixth house, you know, we're talking about these these energies and we talked about a little bit in regards to that trifecta I just brought up in the last episode. But I think we should start with the sixth house just because it's not so much that I have a question, it's just a continuation of that sixth labor and why we're at this halfway marker, you know, and why it's now even yeah. a halfway marker. Because it used to be only 10 constellations or... Uh, in the astrological wheel, it only used to be 10 signs. Is that correct? I'm not sure. And then it got divided up and added two more. Like, I want to know where it stands here with this at the sure. sixth point that we're at. Absolutely. Yeah. And and both of those things. And so, you know, to kind of start with the sixth house and let's let's go back to that from t from 12 signs back to 10. We'll talk about kind of that ancient understanding and and where that split happened. Um, but if we if we kind of go back to that that sixth house, you're you're very you're very right because this is the this is the completion of the journey of the me in here, and what's going to happen when we move to the seventh sign into the seventh house? We're going to meet the me out there. We're going to cross a threshold, and we're going to meet ourselves and others, and that's going to come in Libra with like one on one relationships, and with the seventh house, we meet ourselves and others. And so this is that final time that we cross paths with the mother before we step back outside, like we were kind of talking about. And so this is very much a consolidation of the first five houses that just happened. This is like the organization of all those energies. This is the organization of the heart that we met in the fourth house. This is the organization of that wider scale awareness of Gemini, of how we think and the processing of communication that happened in the third house. This is the you know, the fortification of what we considered was security in the second house. This is where everything gets organized. Think of, I always think of the Virgo as a very good kindergarten teacher that has cubbies for all the toys. And all the toys and all the crafts are represent like the different experiences that we go through in the fifth house. And this organizes everything. 
This is what it puts it in its place. It, it, it provides the service to consciousness to, to be able to simplify and to truly discern between things. It's, it's even the labeling, labeling different things. Like when we break down, like when you see like the animal kingdoms and they're all broken down, that's a very Virgo way of doing it. It's got like its Latin name, you know, it's got its species, very organized and it like follows a pattern and like a code. Um, that's Virgo. You kind of think of like a librarian in the system that the libraries use, um, very much Virgo based, like to the point it's clear and you can follow it very easy. Everybody can pick up what a Virgo's putting down. It's an earth sign. So everybody can pick it up. Like it doesn't, it doesn't excite people too much like fire might, and it might not be too, it might be airy. Like something might be too intellectual, but Virgo is a really good breaking everything down, filtering through the static to get the the core of the information, if that makes sense. And so, um, it does make sense. I, I like that. I like your analogies in regards to this sort of categorization. Virgo in the sixth house is going to teach us. Virgo in the Virgo in the sixth house really is going to help us unfold not only how we organize these five energies, but how we actually utilize these energies as a service to others. And in the sixth house, we find how we serve others and also how we serve ourselves. And so it's going to be very much this, this sign of healing. And we almost think of Virgo in the sixth house is kind of like we were saying in the beginning. It's summer's over and now we're back in school. Now we're back in this organized environment where everything's structured. The free time and the play of school is over. And this represents that, that same idea of the harvest coming. This is why you say winter is coming. Winter is coming. We need to prepare. Like we, we need to start harvesting and creating and sustaining and preparing for what's going to come mm. as the sun keeps making its travel to, um, to the underworld. And so, we, we think of this Virgo energy as, um, this is actually, we've seen this in a lot of stories. And it's the story of usually an outside energy coming into a family to be like a nanny or a caretaker. And they help direct the young children and give them focusing of all right. of their abundant energy. And so you see this in stories like Mary Poppins and The Sound of Music and other, even like the show Super Nanny and like Nanny 911. This is kind of a story of Virgo. But if we, we really look at the classical stories like Mary Poppins and um, The Sound of Music, that's, that's actually representing an astrological story that the children represent Leo. They, they represent that pure creative fire energy. And the, the nanny always coming in the virgin. She never has children of her own, right? Because a, a Virgo can't have children. Virgins can't have children of their own. It's not saying Virgos can't, but it's just saying that the virgin wouldn't in this state. And she always comes in, or he can come in, and it, it could be played by both roles, but they, they provide a, a housing unit for these children to direct these energies. They teach them the arts. They teach them music. This is why they're always musicals, right? Because it's always this, this kind of expression that kind of comes. But, but that's what the story is telling. It's the organization of this pure Leo childlike energy that we have in ourselves and how we have to direct it. We have to find housing units for it. We have to actually find containers for this universal energy to find truly like embodiment in. Um, and we learn this. And this is, again, why um, it's an earth sign. So it still has very much to do with, with music in the arts. Um, but Virgo is going to ask us to learn the, the skill. Well, Taurus is just going to be more of like explaining, like, let me just finger paint the finger paint. Like, it doesn't need to so much have a form. Taurus is going to learn the, almost like the, the, the analytics 
behind it. It's going to almost focus in on the information so it can learn the, the fine details of shading and aspects like this. It's very precise in how it works. Um, but this is what that story is really kind of telling. It's this expression of actually this Leo energy finding a housing unit and a guidance through the Virgo and the purity that that Virgo brings. Um, and it always is the the children through this always grow and develop because we all have to do this. We all go from this fifth stage of Leo to the sixth stage of Virgo. And we really have to understand how we utilize and direct and discern this energy that's this creative force within us. And how do we discern it for the growth and the unfoldment of our soul? Oh, beautifully said, man. I mean, so that, that kind of really just answers everything. So thanks again for tuning in. And uh, I have no more questions. And, uh, you know, we'll just move into uh, the next. Uh, I, I'm just kidding, man. But because, you know, everything you're saying just really <laughs> resonates with me um, in the sense of, you know, what you study up on on Virgo, what you were going back to your Mary Poppins or your um, Sound of Music analogy, which beautifully done, man. Really, and it's it's an eye opener right there for hopefully the audience as well because it's true. There is this energy that is unfulfilled, but is ready to be fulfilled, and it's ready to take on the journey. But it takes a special person like that sort of character that they portray that has the ability to bring it all together and also slowly but surely ramp up what's next in the phases of evolution. And obviously that's why, you know, a lot of people take to those characters because you've had that period happen in your life. And it's not necessarily, you know, during the summer and it's not necessarily right at winter during a time of death. It's this last chance, so to speak, of of really kind of taking in the information and benefiting the remainder of what's uh, to come, you know? And I think that that's where you can find this healing that you're talking about. You can have this ability to sort of go within and, um, you know, mm-hmm. be reborn in a way that uh, has you prepared for the other half that's to come, you know, and you're, you're ready for it. It's not so much that you're done, you're not completed, but you're completed um, in a different uh sense of, you know, when we talk about another octave, but with another sense of understanding, you know, and obviously with the previous myth, we broke that down and how he missed the boat with that, but he redeemed himself. Um, and so, no, well said, man. I like, you know, going back to the the Zodiac wheel, I don't want to lose track of what we just said in regards to 10 turned into 12. If you want to talk about that really quick and then we, and then we can keep moving. Sure, sure. No, thank you for bringing that up because um, it's 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 really kind of fascinating. And and what we're looking at from the zodiac wheel and and um, in a part of the evolution of consciousness, we've kind of spoken about this as as consciousness is evolving, especially where we kind of find ourselves in larger time patterns with like the Kali Yuga. We are going through a stage of almost of like darkness, of material darkness, which means that things need to be broken down more for us to be connected to the wholeness of information. And so at a time in the astrological past, they could understand this universal life force through 10 signs, where through time we had to break it up again and go down a little bit more into actually more of like a Virgo move and we had to break it down into more parts, which is exactly what Virgo is. It's breaking it down into the finest detail, right? If if Gemini is seeing the big picture and the wide, a wide angle lens, like when you do videography, Virgo's a microscope, right? So it's like focusing and really, really like in on something. Um, and so we're kind of going through that process as we are going through this, like this this cycle of these Kali Yugas. And what that's going to happen is, is at one point, Libra, at one point, Libra was not a sign and Scorpio mm-hmm. and Virgo were actually one sign. And this is why the Virgos in the Virgo and Scorpio actually look the same. One is like an M with the, with almost like the, the snake tail pointing out. And right. the other one is going within. And this is to really, um, this was to 
this was the kind of keep their connection, but they were split up and Libra was put in between. And we needed to, balance was needed to bring into, and we actually needed to actually separate the sexual energies. And nobody actually, people don't think of Virgo as the sexual energy, um, but this is actually why it has that symbol very closely to Scorpio. And if, if Scorpio is that sexual desire, Virgo is going to be the the need to have some purity in that sexual desire and purity in all of our desires. Um, if if Scorpio is more of like the exploration, Virgo is going to be like you know actually I need to put up boundaries to certain kinds of things. It's not saying that Virgo's like um, completely absent. And, and again, we really don't want to think of the Virgo the Virgin just in a sexual content here. We're, we're not really wanting to do that. Really just thinking the virgin as like purity. Um, but even purity, um, you know, can run as extremes and it, it's, it can be very dangerous too. So, you know, in all things, not too much, but we're, we're learning this part of consciousness. We're meeting this face of God um, in this house. And this is what it's teaching us. It's, it's teaching us discernment and the ability to say no. And, and that's exactly what it is. And so they, those signs were actually separated and Libra was placed in between. And then that's when we became 12 signs. Uh, and right. that's where we've kind of made that evolution into today. Uh, but that's even to this common day, Virgo and Scorpio often get confused to even the, even to the, like the new astrological student. And even, you know, um, as as astrological students get older, what you have to like focus in with as your eyes start to leave you, and you're like, wait, what is that, Scorpio or Virgo? On like a chart sometimes because it's so small, um, <laughs> but they're very much tied together there. Um, and um, you know, there's there's a, there's a lot to be said with with Virgo here um, with purity, and you know, when we're thinking of the sixth house as well, we're really this is kind of where the psyche and the body come together in this the soul. This is this kind of talks about like to the the transition into adulthood even physically, like almost like the age of like eighteen. Um if we're going to have any like abnormal health qualities, they might c- come up in the sixth house sometimes of maybe we have to look at our diet in a certain kind of way. There's actually information that we can kind of um gather from this house in regards to this, but it really does have to do with health and purity. Um, and, you know, and um, keeping this this vessel pure, thinking of this vessel as, you know, the, the container of the Christ consciousness. And you would want to make that, if you think about what would the container of the Christ consciousness look like, it would probably be pretty pure. And that's what the Virgo kind of calls for us. It calls for us to purify ourselves. So everything you're saying, you know, again, man, is, is such a it's not only on point, but you're relating it back to something you said at the very beginning of this episode is that, you know, as we are trying to have this conversation and attempt to put out the episode of Virgo, we've had a lot of time to sit with this and be a little more careful and more selective of what we want to say. And everything you're saying is exactly how I would want to understand this, not necessarily complex sign, but a sign that deserves not just necessarily only a lot of respect, but uh, a timely res- amount of respect and like patience for it. And, you know, I, I thought that that was so interesting if we move into now this ge- gestation period that we talk about. Um, but there's also this sort of ruler that we haven't talked about with regards to Mercury. We talked a little bit about it before, but if you want to move into that, because, you know, we've we've talked about Mercury and, and how it rules the mind. Um but you know how how it it's incorporated within Virgo is still something we haven't really opened up too much. So if that's something we want we want to take on next, I'm happy to, to you know keep this conversation going within the astrological wheel. But I'm happy to also move into this um, relationship with Mercury. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's what's you know that's what's so interesting as we go through the wheel and as you start to meet elements with you know a different. Um, quality to them. You know, like we, we talk about how we're meeting Earth for the second time and how we're meeting Mercury for the second right. time. And and it very tr- and it very truly is because when we think about Mercury here as the exoteric ruler of this sign, we think of 
Mercury, but it's it's in a different expression than we saw in Gemini. Gemini, we kind of spoke about it as like that hyper alertness and like paying attention to everything. Mm-hmm. And Gemini knows a little bit about everything, right? Where Virgo is going to be more of that mind energy of special, like specializing in a subject and knowing one subject to the deepest detail. Um, you know, Gemini would be like almost like when you're when you're doing your video your videography projects. Gemini would be like when you have the lens on and you're recording your projects. Virgo is the time you spend editing the projects and you're going through and you're cutting the seconds, the frames, precise details, right? Um, it's a really good way when we kind of think about media and the transfer of media, start to think about the signs of like how Mercury works and the variations that come through that. It's a, it really will kind of give us a good context of how these different thought energies work. If, if Gemini was, I think Virgo is, I analyze, it's all about analyzation. It's breaking things down. Virgo energy is People that are Virgo have Virgo qualities. A lot of times are very could be very organized, very punctual. Um, Virgos would be individuals that you would want to be like your accountant. Um, you would want Virgo could be um, a very good assistant to somebody who's like has a very busy lifestyle with like multiple different things, and they can't keep it. But they're they're they'll always say like my assistant is my savior. They, they usually have almost what you would say Virgo qualities about them. They're very organized, they're precise, and they're punctual. Um, you almost think of like that English teacher that was very good at proofread, proofreading um, and really looked at the um, breaking down and like when she was grading your papers, like really went through it with, I don't know about your papers, but my papers yeah. had a lot of different colored inks on them saying like, this isn't right, this is it. Like, um, you know, somebody that's like really into like, a focus of language and grammar um, could be something that we would see with this this Virgo um, kind of energy. And so this this Virgo is like we were saying, is like the microscope. It's the ability to focus in. It's the ability to really concentrate and direct that the attention into a direct area of exploration, if that makes sense. Everything you're saying in regards to Mercury, I... Um... I guess I never really considered, you know, in, in the sense that it's not just one energy that's, you know, working its way through um, every sign the same way, but, you know, incorporating its energy in the way it should and how it will and how it's supposed to, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, man, it's, there's, you know, there's, there's nothing new under the sun. And I think that's what is so fascinating when you start to really unfold astrology um, especially esoteric astrology, all of these these qualities and aspects of consciousness that we were hadn't aware of, but we just couldn't put our fingers on of even those difference between our thinking process, between that Gemini style and this Virgo style. You know, we just think of it as thinking, but what the Zodiac does is it gives you a, an ability to separate, organize, and classify these energies, just like Virgo is asking us to do here. We see just how important this process is and how important it is for our survival um, and how important it is for, most importantly, our spiritual growth that is so deeply dedicated to the Virgo and the Virgin and the purity of the self. Um, And, you know, we really do approach this idea with Virgo. If Leo is... If, if Leo is this ongoing energy, Virgo is kind of the energy kind of turning off. And it's, and we spoke about it earlier, but with, you know, Virgo with the power to say no um, and how we have to say no. We have to say no to so many different things in life and how, really how important and spiritually powerful that word is, no. Um, because it, it establishes who controls this Leo energy that's within us? Do, do, do we actually direct this flow in a spiritual, encouraging way? Um, that's what Virgo is going to ask us. And it's, and it's going to ask ourselves to keep coming back and healing ourselves until we have a comfort, um, until we're 
you know, we can approach that relationship with that energy in a comf- comfortable, supportive way uh, to be able to be this housing unit of this this Christ consciousness that burns in each and every one of us. Um, and this Virgo calls for purity to open that house to our higher selves and to make our house, like to make the house, the higher self comfortable in this house of ourselves. Um, and so it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a sign of, of filtering through. We almost think of it as in the process of alchemy as that process of separation. When we're, we're separating things, we're, we're filtering through static to get to the pure essence. You know, this is, you can almost think of Virgo very much as like the digestive system. It's separating nutrition, what's nutritious for us, what's actually, you know, nurturing our self-development and our self-unfoldment, and what is just waste. And it, and it pushes yeah. the waste out of the system. Virgo truly, um, you know, represents like the colon and the intestines. Um, so very much this process that's happening in the body of this filtration is exactly what Virgo's asking here. Uh, and and a lot of times, purity Not isn't all, the easiest thing. No, it's think, it's a tough job. Um, again, that's what Virgo it pulls us down to the seriousness. It pulls us down to this reality. It's. It's it's not Taurus so much of like enjoying the charcuterie board. The Virgo's like, how many calories was in that cheese dip? And the Taurus is like, calories? Like, wait, what are those? You know, but the Virgo's analyzing it. It's thinking about it. It's saying, you know, like, no, I'm good. Like, you could even think of Virgo representing, because it's the sixth house. Virgo could represent even the process of going on a diet, filtering out mm. certain foods, because... Um, that's not um, in attunement and like alignment with like how I want to eat right now. And I'm trying to maybe, you know, cut certain things out. That's very much Virgo. It's, it's not a party pooper, um, but it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely not gonna, the Leo definitely might kind of view it a little bit like the fun police. Um, But again, it's, it's so, it's so necessary. It's a responsibility. um, And it's, it's an, it's almost an ability to kind of almost like, you know, check ourselves. Um, But, um, but so important. And so did that, did that, um, help kind of clarify, do we still kind of have questions between at least that Mercury connection between Gemini and Virgo? Okay. Do you want to move into? Okay. Yeah. And so I think from there, we, we would just kind of jump into now the difference between a fixed earth and a mutable earth. Um, and that fixed earth would have been Taurus and the mutable earth is what we find in Virgo. And if we even think about when you're when you're thinking about fixed, mutable, and cardinal, think about the the time during the season as well. So it was fixed Taurus because that was fixed spring. It was the most it was the most concentrated spring energy. It was fixed. It wasn't it didn't have any kind of other influence. It was pure spring, right? Where where now we're going from summer into fall. So it's mutable. It's 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 a it's a combination right. of summer and fall. So it's mutable, and so just like the leaves change with Virgo, um, Virgo is going to be about the changing of the Earth. So if Taurus is like fixed Earth, Virgo is going to represent the mutable nature of Earth um, and the changing of of life that happens. Um, and so it, it's 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 a new expression to kind of teach us this. This arena that we find our conscious, you know, selves aware of, and it's going to really going to kind of, um, kind of be displayed like displayed with this energy. Um, we think about mutable being more ad- adaptable than Taurus. Um, you know, Virgo is going to is going to think clearer, faster than Taurus. Even when you think about like instructions, a Virgo from a boss, if it's like. Say your boss is a Taurus and he's got a lot of Taurus energy. Well, he's like making a speech and he's going to put a bunch of adjectives in it and it's going to be beautiful and it's just going to be awesome. Like he's making a speech and people are just like so inspired, but then the speech is over and everybody looks around and they're like, that was amazing. And they're like, what the hell are we supposed to do though? Like what, what was the meaning of that? Like it was beautiful. And then there's that like one girl and she's just like, oh, he just, he wants you to, um, 
put a title on your emails. Like you just have to put like headers on your emails. And everybody's like, that's it? And she's like, yeah, that's that's really what he talked about. Like he said a lot, but it was this. That's the Virgo coming out. Broke through all the broke through all of the the nice fluff that Taurus had, but she filtered through it to get to the direct communication. And so Virgos can kind of filter through certain things. So even when we think about presenting how even Earth would like communicate, Taurus is going to be almost more of like this poetic, where Virgo is going to be more of that librarian, um, almost more of like a analytical kind of thinker. And again, we have all of these energies within us. So you want to see in your life, where do you have the sign Virgo? What house do you have Virgo in? In that area of life, you might realize that you are very hypo, like you are very analytical about that area of life. You, you're very maybe even self-critical about that life. Um, but it's something that you've like thought about a bunch. Like, like before, when you came on today, right? Because we're, we're, we're connecting through distance right now. My speakers weren't on, and I was just like staring off into nowhere when you came on, and you and I didn't even see it on the screen, right? And you were trying to text me of like, "Hey, man," and I was just like staring off into nowhere, just thinking about something. That was that was like me like going out in a Virgo thing. I was like lost in a thought. I was just like going down, and I was just breaking something down to like its smallest kind of component, right? We all have this capacity to do this. Where this Virgo kind of comes in is going to tell us like what area of life we can kind of really break things down to the to the smallest precise microscopic details beautifully said man uh i, I love your analogies today they're all very much uh resonating with me just to give you a heads up and for the listeners i do uh, appreciate because it, it makes things not only more clear for not just me and my understanding of everything but again this sign has has not lend itself so easily and it does require for you to sort of participate in that, you know, that, um, that sort of gestation that we've kept talking about, you know, and what the sign really does and what's conceived and what you have to nurture through that, um, in order to come out with, um, you know, this, this sort of more renowned and fulfilled, uh, interpretation. And so, when you're using these analogies, I completely understand what you're saying and, and you're right, you know, Everybody does have Virgo um, in one of their houses, and you could probably pick apart now where you find yourself, you know, um, expressing that that example that you just brought up with with you kind of pondering and and us having to connect. And so, um, well said, man. I mean, I, one thing I, I I wanted to go back to really quick, and so to sort of uh, make a full circle with everything that we started off with, you know, we talked about in regards to the Virgin. And, you know, even with Alice Bailey, she brings up the idea, you know, with an Isis and this being the oldest uh, symbol, but what it really means by this Virgin and what, what you were really talking about in regards to no and its purity um, and, and what it needs to do to stay uh, within that that purity. Um, let's go ahead and dive into that with, with the idea of the Virgin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and... You know, when, because Virgin very much has gotten tied to kind of our Christian theme of it through mm -hmm. kind of like our Western bringing, um, but in, in the true Latin, Virgin means self-sufficiency. Um, and so, it, Virgin is really going to talk about the, the desire to be self-sufficient, not have to depend on others, so you can say no. Um, because if you're dependent on others for your life force energy, for food, water, shelter, for everything that you need, if you're dependent on them, you can't say no because you don't have your own self-sufficiency. So the Virgo really teaches us of self-sufficiency within the self and being, you know, having this, this ability to be able to organize this energy in a way to provide for ourselves and not depend on others. It's an internal strength with this self-sufficiency. It's the Virgin really is, does not have to answer to anybody else. Um, you know, you almost think of this word, no, um, you have to be in a very powerful spot to be able to say no. Um, and we don't actually realize the power that we all 
all attain to say no at certain times. But no is is the most powerful powerful word. Um, it's 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 the biggest aspect in even how natural law works. Your ability to say no is 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 a huge proponent of why certain things don't happen. Like people think they do with like um, like a doomsday kind of approach. Right. There's actually this this contract of you can't be really forced to do anything that you do not want to do. So this this virgin energy is is about this ability to say no. And if we think about the word no, it's it's good to think of another kind of sp- spiritual purification energy to represent this. We spoke about like that nanny Mary Poppins energy. Um, with with Virgo. And when we think about virgin Virgo, we think about the virgin. So we think about purity, like monks. We think about nuns. Um, and another pure character, and you brought this up earlier when you were talking about the biblical series, was Noah. Noah. Noah was a pure individual in a time of social decay. Noah said no. Noah said no to the ways of life. Noah said no to not walking the path of God. Noah wanted to walk with God. And so Noah said no to the to the bells and whistles of the time, and he stayed pure. And there's something very powerful even about the word Noah, because it's no and then ah, which is the original vowel, right? So we already have this like connection of no, and I can say no, because I'm connected to the lowest common denominator, and the lowest common denominator is me. And so not only can I say I am, but I can also say no, um, because that same, that everything bows down to consciousness, um, and it's within me. And so that there's something very powerful there. And so there's something, you know, that we even kind of can pick up from that story of Noah, because his ability to say no to, and to direct his energy in an ability of self-sufficiency, well, Noah's going to have an ark um, when the storms come, and he's going to be able to survive. Right. He's going to be able to survive the winter. Um, you know, winter is coming. There is a reason why that show always would say that. It's it's something we should always be preparing ourselves for, because winter is always coming. Um, and this is, and, and Noah is going to be a great connection to show this virgin energy for more of a, like, I guess, a masculine expression here. But it's just purity. It's It doesn't have to be just contained to um, a female archetype here. Um, it's It's just that idea of internal purity say the ability to say no and to keep ourselves pure and that's what that's what virgo is really going to be um you know kind of calling for us to to kind of do like even thinking like you know like 12 step programs very much are like a virgo construction and any kind of real like rehabs and and things that are going to call for people to um cut things out of their life is very much like a Virgo process. Um, you know, shaving everything down. Um, it's, um, it's, it's almost like the polishing of marble you can almost think of with Virgo, um, getting it down to its, its base pure essence, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. I mean, again, I know that we're, we're coming out of Virgo right now, but everything in the last month that we've been talking about with regards to Virgo, and again, man, I, I love your analogies in this episode, are all making not just only sense, but sort of giving you a direction as to where to go next. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. it's not just a gestation period that leaves you sort of in the dark. You know, the womb is dark, but there is a period where, you know, we exit the womb and we have a clear understanding and an eye-opening experience to what's coming next. And, you know, with regards to... Um, this these energies you know i did want to go back really quick not to throw the audience off here but i did want to go back to a couple of things one is you know when you learn a little bit about the sixth house but you understand also how important it is to understand this triangle within these sixes uh we talked a little bit about it in the first episode did you want to touch on that you know in regards to this um idea of the holy spirit and you know the christ consciousness and um and and what it means to be holy, like having that whole setup between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if you've done much reading on that, um, with the idea of the celestial virgin and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
did you want to get into that? Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, um, we're, we're really looking Virgo is, you know, because what are the, the things that we're looking at Virgo very much is like that harvest and the, you know, the, the separation of the wheat from the, the chaff Mm -hmm. and, and how important that is. And, when we're when we're thinking about this the womb of the Christ consciousness that this Virgo represents, um it, it really ties into the the esoteric sign of Virgo, which is gonna be the moon. And the moon is the esoteric sign, but it veils Vulcan, which is actually like the true esoteric ruler. And Vulcan is is something that we you know, because we didn't actually speak on Vulcan with Taurus, and this is actually what connects Taurus with um, with Virgo as well, and even a, a deeper kind of connection. And 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 Vulcan Vulcan is is this this like almost this iron worker of the gods, and it's it's a really powerful energy. And so I, I know we're going to have an uh, our own episode on Vulcan and the mythological connection, the astrological energy that kind of comes with it. And that will help tie together what we're going to kind of get started with this conversation um, right now with this this womb of this Christ consciousness. Um, but that's that's something that needs to kind of be held in the to the mind. And and this moon is very much going to represent the this this the womb of this Christ consciousness in this container that's within and this this movement to the idea that god and creation are one and they're they're happening within me and realizing that we are the carriers of christ consciousness and it's right. and it's it's happening within us and it's and the and that wholeness that's within us is already complete and it's we need to heal how we how we shine that wholeness the wholeness is not what's what needs healing it's our expression of the wholeness that is already within us um it's the really the true beginning of the understanding that if the infinite is within us the infinite is already complete and it's it's our own lack it's our own improper filtering and the blocking of this um that is restricting our full um unfoldment of this of this relationship that is our um you know, which is each and every one of these God-given right. Right. Well said, man. Well said. Yeah, I didn't want you know? to jump too far ahead there. No, but it's it's a great conversation. And, and you know, too, this is the beginning. This is the opposite of um, the astrological age of Pisces. Right. Um, you know, Pisces is at the opposite sign. And we're we're getting into more of this collective archetypal realm of the of the zodiac um and so we are going to be moving into the bigger picture we're going from the subjective into the objective and so we're going to be approaching more of these archetypal ideas of the evolution of consciousness as it plays out within us and in front of us um and so we'll start to see some of these these um bigger stories getting tied into our stories and realizing just how big of a part we play in these stories without our without we're truly aware of um and so um yeah you know really really kind of um exciting energy but this is what you would say is the last of the subjective experiences exactly. as we start to kind that. of blend into the objective if that makes sense it and, does make um, sense it does make sense i was going to yeah. say that virgo you know has the Internal, internalization of that subjective perspective that then turns into this objective, um, you know, path that we'll go on. So I love that you just said that, um, something I was saving in the back of my mind as we, you know, come to an end, uh, especially not only with the month of September, which is so on point, but we start to move into this, this next labor and what's going to come with, um, with Libra. And so I, uh, I love it, man. I mean, I know we didn't talk much about the moon too. I know that, but you, you brought up the moon and its form and how it influences, you know, um, form and, and, you know, the will of God. Um, so, I mean, if there's anything sure. you want to expand on that, but. Well, no, you know, and I, I think that's a great way thinking about more of, when you think about the mutable earth, really thinking about the, the moon's variation and its mutableness compared to the path of the sun. 
and how the moon goes through all the zodiac wheel and and you know in four weeks um and so there's this more mutable aspect of its journey um and that's what it's teaching us it's teaching us the mutable and the changes of the earth it's teaching us this and again very much this this inner healing is what we really see with virgo virgo is all about healing in the sixth house it's not only how you serve others but it's also how you serve yourself um and you know one of the things that you're a lot of from even just my astrological readings personally as somebody who does this um i would have to say most of the time when i'm talking to people about their sixth house this is a service that they very easily provide to others and usually they do not afford for themselves um, and so the sixth house is also going to teach us how we best serve ourselves um, and how we can be of best service to ourselves. And we we often use this energy very easily in service of others. And it's a beautiful thing to serve others. But you can only, you know, you can only serve others as much as you've served yourself. You can only love others as much as you've loved yourself. And it's a, it's it's such a a great place for us to look at to heal and to figure out where we have these blocks, figure out where we're maybe too self-critical of ourselves. You know, it's there's nothing wrong with holding ourselves to a high standard, but we don't have to be our own beating bag. You know, we do not have to be our own punching bag. Um, we need to, we can think about the one thing we didn't do right that day, but then after that, we have to think about the 99 things we did do well that day um, and make sure we kind of balance that out. Virgo's very critical, but the problem is, is it's not the most charismatic sign. And so when it comes out, it's it's always very truthful, but it doesn't come out in a way that is always the best package for the information to be accepted. Because people kind of can think of Virgos maybe almost as like somebody's nagging you. But when you even like, if somebody's nagging you and you're kind of annoyed by it, when you reflect on it, a lot of the times there's some truth to the nagging. You know, let's, you know, there could be something about it. Like you might have not liked how it's presented. And so, um, with this Virgo energy, with the healing of ourselves, um, be sure to make sure to love yourself and to be gentle with yourself through this process. And, you know, learn that, you know, part of this Virgo that we're reconnecting, we, we kind of reconnected with the father and we're almost reconnecting with the mother here to tell us always that, you know, it is simple in the idea that you can always do better today than what you did yesterday. And we're not tied down to anything. There's always these new mutable experiences that we can approach and we can always, and we could always change and we can always choose to unfold and be that housing unit for that Christ consciousness to find form and find expression through us. Um, because that's our birthright and that's what we should be doing. Amen. And that's what we're going to be doing. Amen. Right. Uh, you know, so, what, one um, thing I want to compliment you on, man, um, truly, you know, is that these lessons, you know, we never, we never intend to just give our perspective to, you know, only better our points of view on a subject, um, but to better the understanding of how to treat ourselves as people and how we see others and how to treat them after we are able to sort of take care of ourselves. And so a lot of the things you've said today are so perfect for what this energy is meant to do and helping others and also being selfless with this information. And I think you've done a beautiful job today, man, because I had so many questions that were a little more complex than needed to be. And now that I've talked to you, you've unfolded this for me and hopefully for even the listeners to take those reminders that you just spoke about rather than just understanding this information for what it is and then applying it thereafter. You're applying it as you're explaining it, if that makes any sense. You know, as you're explaining your point of, uh, of view or, or your perspective, rather, you have also given comfort to what it means to sort of take care of yourself as you're taking care of others. And so I think you played this very well, my friend. Um, but that's just something I've, I'm witnessing as a, as a listener over on this end. So... Always a treat, man. Hey, my man. Well, thank you always for the beautiful words. And you know how happy I am seeing your face this afternoon. It is just making my day. And so um, it is always the greatest honor in this world. It's the greatest honor in the world to be on this journey with you and each and every one of the listeners. Um, and again, you know, big thank you to um, all of the support. 
Um, big thank you to Karina with helping us finish out the website. Eduardo, and I personally want to say thank you for the extra work you put in. Um, I don't know what you're talking and, about, um, It was uh, so exciting, and I'm super excited about all of the the opportunities that are kind of coming up there. And I actually have a video that I'm going to be uploading today. Um, and I will also be on the move pretty soon and my internet's going to get better. And so if you were like, I want to get bombarded with videos on alchemy by Daniel, then it's your lucky day because they're <laughs> coming. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, quite a bit of alchemy videos. Um, and, um, you know, I, I really actually, um, I knew that with the new website, I was going to um, kind of call on the alchemical process. I wanted to call myself and put myself through it, knowing that the first thing we were going to kind of focus on content was really going deeper into alchemy. Um, in this last month and a half, um, this new location um, in the Smoky Mountains, I was able to um, very much disconnect and go into nature and... Um, start this process. And um, you always, uh, it's always a very interesting um, experience starting a rodeo. Um, and quite in the rodeo is where I find myself, but I'm, I'm very excited about um, having firsthand connection to this energy again, um, to be able to find as a mode of sharing it. And I hope that anything that I kind of go through this process and share, if it's uh, if it's helpful for anybody on their journey, well, then it was it was all worth it. Um, and so I'm very excited about um, this new venture and um, looking forward to c just continuing this process with you, man. I'm I just am so ecstatic that you my that you want to be my friend. No, well, yeah, man. I mean, look, why we started this, and I'll say this you know, throughout as long as we do this is, you know, the things that we lack in our life and the things that we find ourselves not being able to understand at times and sometimes met with a lot of pain and sorrow from not having a clear understanding, you know, these tough lessons that come through our conversations of breaking down what was left before us, ease that blow and clear the path. And it, and I think that when I have these conversations only with you, you know, it, it not only, again, it's not about breaking down something and saying, oh, I figured it out now. It's more about having a companion and a complex uh, journey that sort of gives you reassurance of, hey, this is what's left for the, um, not only for the journey that you're on, but this is what might be interpreted one way and might be interpreted another down the road. And so as I do this with you, you know, we're still unfolding ourselves and still trying to figure out, you know, what could have been done better and trying to, again, to let go of being so hard on ourselves. And so having these conversations with you, um, you know, bring that ease, you know, whatever the things that you feel that make you feel uneasy or f make you feel, you know, blocked to a source that normally flows maybe effortlessly through you, through whether it's your occupation or with your loved ones, you know, it's part of the process, it's part of the journey. And, you know, everything that we talk about from ast astrology to, you know, mythological stories has its, you know, brilliance in it, but only if you're willing to take the information for what it is and then process it yourself and then have it you know, come out the other end through uh, a more clear understanding. And I get to do that with you. So that's a huge privilege for me because reading all day about this information can, you know, bring peace and, and sort of serenity to a situation I may be going through, but talking it out loud with you and having a different um, perspective through the conversation is it's just the ultimate because it's true it's true learning you know what i mean and not just only agreeing with one another but also just having a different you know approach to um something that we're all just evolving uh into uh through the journey and so again anyways it's a huge privilege man I, I love you and i love talking to you about this and i wait so long to have these conversations and you think you're going to say something so deep in this one conversation with your 
your best friend and, and then you you really start to kind of break it down and you're like realizing like this is how I'm going to be and this is how vulnerable I'm going to let myself be with this information and I'll walk away with a better perspective than I you know thought I would not by what the knowledge I acquired but by the experience of having the conversation in itself if that makes sense oh most definitely my friend I can't wait to connect with you more through the website and all of you beautiful people out there, again, you guys were so patient with us. And yes, thank you, Karina. You know, you really have inspired something different for both Daniel and I to take um, these conversations and this information to a next level. So as we talk about this, you know, as above, so below. And as we're in the below, we get to actually, you know, bring things closer to the above and a different platform at, from a different uh, medium. And so I didn't even realize that's what was going to happen with this new website. So I'm seeing this already happen and transpire on its own. So excited for the future, man. Yeah, super excited for the future. Super excited for um, Libra, um, you know, and all the other episodes that we are going to kind of um, fill in in between. Obviously, continuing with our conversations through the tarot and um yeah really excited about some of the stuff i know you and i were talking about having um morning coffee conversations through the website so we're going to put those schedules up so you can have coffee with eduardo and i in the morning and oh, i'm uh, so excited it'll be kind of an open conversation yeah and well you know it's gonna be a lot of open stuff that people if they're there they can ask questions share stuff um yeah absolutely you can you can even ask us like who our favorite little rascal was like it's all open whatever whatever <laughs> you want to do you know it's funny though sometimes people will throw a question out there through social media whether you know whatever platform it might be and you read the question you're like i just want to call this person right now i don't even have their number but i want to be like that's a great question you know so i'm excited oh, to, to have some sort of uh you know immediate way of answering, mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of questions to, to those who, you know, care to talk to us. And so, um, I have nothing else to add to this episode, man. This was great. Um, thanks for clarifying everything. I think you, you did a great job at having that again, peaceful way and more, uh, concise way of describing what we weren't able to put into words, uh, prior to this episode with Virgo and all the things going on. So onwards with Libra and, um, until next time, I guess. Until next time, my guy.